Star Wars Film by Summit, episode 3,153. It's Mando Monday, and thanks to Empire Magazine, we have a lot to talk about in regard to season three of The Mandalorian. So we're going to do some takeaways from part of the ginormous feature that they are running in their April issue. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So the big 20 page feature in Empire Magazine, let's set some expectations here, it's really 14 pages and a couple of two page giant photo spreads. One of them is one you've already seen perhaps online, it's the one with Bo-Katan and Mando and Grogu standing on a beach kind of environment. Another one is that one of Grogu with the rock crabs, it's concept art from season 3. And the third one is a photo of Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni standing on what appears to be a set for The Mandalorian, possibly. It was taken in December of 2022, so actually it might be for something else entirely. I think it was Skeleton Crew, probably, quite honestly, so that's kind of fun in its way. But we're here to talk about The Mandalorian Season 3, and the first of the three articles in this 20-page spectacular focuses on The Mandalorian Season 3. Now the first takeaway from this is something that I think has pretty much been mostly released in terms of Pedro Pascal and his thoughts about Mandalorian Season 3. He's talked about how the world opens up in terms of Mandalore and Mandalorians. He says that this then goes to explore so many different facets of culture and politics and rules and discoveries and he says delicious doors are flying wide open and we can certainly get a vibe for that from what we've seen in teasers and trailers and the little social media spots that they've been showing us so far. And now to that we can add a second takeaway which has to do with Katie Sackhoff who plays Bo-Katan. We got a little bit of stuff from her in other Empire releases, whether it's articles or social media posts where she talked about, you know, texting back and forth with Dave and saying, are we really doing this? This is, you know, amazing, really big stuff. But the article goes on to add that Bo-Katan is experiencing emotional conflict in this season, which is going to include questions about political responsibility, but also familial legacy and potentially redemption. And Katie Sackhoff talks about how we know the family that she's been born into, but what family is she going to choose and what does that look like? That, of course, is especially fascinating because on the one hand, her biggest familial legacy connection is to the Duchess Satine. The Duchess Satine was the leader of a pacifist group of Mandalorians, and yet there was basically a civil war within Mandalorian society that led to the rise of these new Mandalorians and to the you know ouster of the more warrior-like ones, the ones that wanted to follow that ancient warrior tradition. The fact that she's not accepting the Darksaber being handed to her by the Mandalorian at the end of Season 2 suggests that where her loyalties lie at the beginning of Season 3 is with that ancient warrior tradition. We'll have to see if that's where it stays, of course. The third thing I want to flag for you has to do with Emily Swallow, who plays the armorer in The Mandalorian. We only get to see her in a couple of episodes of... <laughs> 
all of this storytelling, and yet this character has a major impact on the storytelling. We see her in the first and the third episodes, and then the eighth episode of season one of The Mandalorian. And then we don't see her again until episode five of The Book of Boba Fett. Funnily enough, the conversation with Emily Swallow is about the armorer's costume and how cool it is, but also how clumsy it is, and how she said, hey, if I'm going to be you know, doing this again, can I get maybe better gloves to be able to handle the tools that I'm using? And so she did, and there are improvements to her costume, but it was a way around of saying that she wears the costume a lot more in season three. Now, we did a whole episode about the armorer as part of these Mando Monday situations and the Children of the Watch. That particular aspect of it is especially fascinating because as we understand the armorer right now, she's presiding over a society within Mandalorian culture that is severely depleted. We don't know how many other Children of the Watch actually escaped from the group that was on Navarro, and we also don't know whether there are other members of the Children of the Watch that have been scattered throughout society, but perhaps that's what our Mandalorian Din is talking about when we hear him in the voiceover at the very beginning of that last trailer we got about his people are scattered like stars across the galaxy. Is he talking about Mandalorians in general or the Children of the Watch specifically? For a fourth takeaway, there's discussion with Carl Weathers, who plays Grief Karga, and he talks about how what you are wondering in this season as you go in and you see Grief, whether you think he's honest or he's a manipulator or he's just a great leader. We've seen that first clip where they're basically trying to get people who haven't seen the Book of Boba Fett on board and understanding <laughs> that Grogu is back with the Mandalorian. But in that clip, Grief Karga is also trying to sell Mando some land and saying, you could be landed gentry. Basically, I think Grief Karga is our you know, best example in Star Wars of an economic developer. And they say that Navarro is flourishing, but that there still will be a lot of shenanigans going on because there are other nefarious forces at work. Based on the footage that we've already been shown, you can pin some of those shenanigans on the Mandalorians, but it was the Empire that previously still had a foothold on Navarro. It'll be interesting to see if that's part of it too. The other thing is a question of whether Carl Weathers is selling us a story that we're going to spend more time on Navarro in this season than we necessarily did in season two. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I guess, again, that's another thing that we'll find out. I don't think we'll spend as much time in Navarro as we did in season one necessarily, but yeah, we'll probably check in on it a little bit more in season three than we did in season two. And the last thing I want to flag is just a couple of fun little tidbits, one of them being how both Pedro Pascal and Amy Sedaris can't seem to wrap their mouths around the dialogue and laugh about it when they get it right. So there's a little camaraderie stuff there and about how Jon Favreau messes with Amy Sedaris and just randomly tells her, you have to learn how to speak frog. And she He's like, what does that sound like? And he's like, I don't know, and walks off and just throws her into the deep end with these things. But apparently they have known each other for a long time. And so it's really fun to read about that stuff. So that's what I've got for you looking at the first third of the big 20-page feature in Empire Magazine about The Mandalorian Season 3. And if you want to check out the magazine for yourself, it's a British publication, but if you're in the U.S., you can get it through pocketmags.com. That's P-O-C-K-E-T-M-A-G-S.com. That's how I got it. You can get a digital copy for four pounds. I mean, you know, it's as easy as could be. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be.
7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.